Hi everyone, welcome back to another episode of Mauve's podcast, where we talk about all things global mobility. I'm your host, Dimitra, and today we're going to continue our series on the expat relocation experience, a series where I've talked to you about my relocation experience and shared my advice on how to make this transition as smooth as possible. Now, just to remind you, I was born and raised in Cyprus, and 10 years ago, at the age of 18, I relocated to England. Now, 10 years on, I've decided to relocate again to Dubai. In part one, I talked about how I chose my destination, what factors I considered, the research I did, and so on. In part two, I talked about actually preparing myself for the big move. And finally today, in the third and final episode for this series, I'm finally here in Dubai, so I'm going to talk to you about the move, about what I experienced, what it was like for me, what things to look out for, my advice on what you should and shouldn't do, and so on. And hopefully, as always, this will be helpful to those of you who are considering relocation or who are going through relocation right now. Now, for today's episode, there's so much I could tell you about you know, everything I've been through since I came here, which is now sort of about six weeks ago that I arrived here. But I'm gonna try and keep it very short and concise. The first thing I wanna talk about is apartment hunting. Now, of course, I think this is gonna be like the most important thing for most people who move, which is finding a home. Now, I've been lucky enough that my company, Move Group, was able and willing to put me up in accommodation for the first few weeks when I arrived here. But some people might not have the same luxury. Some people might be coming here on their own. They don't have a company who is going to put them up somewhere until they can find an apartment. So for those people, it's going to be even more important to find an apartment as soon as possible so that they're not wasting their money staying in hotels. So for me, that was the first thing that I had on my mind once I arrived. Like I said in part two, I started looking for apartments before I even got to Dubai, but I wasn't willing to pay any money or commit to anything until I was actually here in the city and was able to go see these apartments in person. And that's exactly what I did. As soon as I arrived, I had a few meetings planned and I was very lucky to find an apartment very, very quickly. Now, I think I spoke about this in part two, but you have to be aware that every country is going to be different. So the process of renting an apartment here in Dubai is very different to the process I experienced in London. Now, I was aware of this before I arrived from, you know, looking, researching online and most importantly, talking to people, talking to expats and locals here. But there were still a few things that I didn't expect. And this is where there was something that I discovered once I arrived, which I didn't realize I needed, but now thinking back, looking back, I, I don't know how I wouldn't I would have gotten through those first few weeks without it. And that is having a very good agent. Now, I don't know if I was just lucky with the agent that I found or if all agents should sort of meet these standards, but my agent went far beyond just finding me an apartment. He was very good at you know checking in on me and if I needed any help he was there for me so it's very important that you have someone like that if you can find a good agent do so it'll save you a lot of trouble a lot of effort they know what they're doing and they can guide you and make sure that 
it's an agent that is looking out for you as well and not just for the landlord. And I really felt that my agent was really, really looking out for me. Now, the next part, the next thing I wanted to talk about is the legal side of things. So all the documentation that you need to get finalized once you're in country to be able to continue, you know, living in that place without any worries. And here in Dubai, it was finalizing my visa, uh, receiving my ID card. So, you know, doing my health checkup and whatever I needed to do to get my ID card setting up a bank account and something that I didn't think about but turned out um, it was the most important thing and was actually what caused a lot of the delays was having a local phone number, having a local SIM card. Um, unfortunately mine took some time to arrive so when I was going through the visa application, the health checkup, the ID, the bank account, I had to keep giving out my colleague's phone number because I didn't have one. And then that just made the process longer. You know, when the bank needed to reach me or whoever needed to reach me, they had to reach my colleague first and then my colleague had to reach out to me. And then when I was out and about, I didn't have data, I didn't have minutes or texts or anything to contact people. So really, I would say it seems so small and perhaps it's silly of me to not have thought about it, but it just wasn't something that was at the very top of my list, but it ended up being really important. So make sure you get a local SIM card as soon as possible. One thing that I had to really make sure that I checked myself and reminded myself when I got here was these are my priorities. Getting these things done um, are at the very top of my list. And after that, if I have free time is when I can go out and explore the city and so on. And the first few weeks here, I kept forgetting that you know, I live here now, I'm not a tourist. I was very much in a tourist mode where I was trying to get as much done as possible, go to as many places as possible, you know, squeeze in as many activities as I could. And I had to keep reminding myself that I'm not a tourist, I'm not here for just a week, I live here now. So there'll be plenty of time to do these things later. For now, I have to make sure that I get all of the other things, the important things done first. However, having talked about that now I want to move on to the final section which is the personal the sort of more personal factors of a relocation which are you know meeting new people meeting new friends in this new uh, place that you're in meeting a community the new you know meeting it or making a community making yourself comfortable getting to know the area in part two I talked about you know get to know the area research online see what the, uh, the area that you'll be living in is like but there's only so much that um, online can do for you unless you're here in person you can't know everything about the community so once I was here I was really able to see how people live their lives here and you start to adjust you know I went from a place like London where Everybody uses public transport and everybody walks to places and um, you know people have that sort of way of life and here things are very different. Thing, people communicate differently, they move around differently, they spend their time differently and those are things that you can't discover unless you're actually here. And as important as it is to get your legal documents um, sorted and get your apartment the truth is, once those are done, and they will, they will eventually get done, after that, you're left with, right, what life am I building for myself here? Who do I have here? 
what you know it's not just about making a living but you have to make a life for yourself so once those things are sorted when you're left whatever free time you're left with make sure that you're spending that time meeting new people um, getting to know discovering the community discovering the area that you live in so I set myself a sort of time frame of about six weeks I would say where I said to myself in those six weeks there's not a single invitation I'm going to turn down there's not a single event that I come across that I'm going to turn down all within you know my resources all within my means of course and everybody's resources will be different but so long as it's within my resources within my means I'm going to say yes to as many things as possible and it's funny one of the meetups that I went to I discovered this app where you know people get together people who want to meet new new people get together and when I went to one of the events the guy next to me said you know for the first two months after moving here I was a yes man so I didn't say no to anything I was saying yes to everything and everyone because that's how you put yourself out there and that's how you meet new people and that's how you discover the area and I thought do you know what without realizing it I've been that way as well I've been saying yes to everything and although there were parts of me that may have felt bad that may have felt like you know what I'm I'm doing too much I'm tearing myself out too much it's overwhelming you know I'm spending too much money when I think about it I know that I've set myself a deadline I've, I've set myself six weeks where I'm gonna be doing this and there's a reason behind it and I'm okay with that and it's turned out you know it's turned out good for me because in, in such a short time span in just six weeks I was able to meet so many people discovered what my local spots are what you know I feel comfortable with what where I'm gonna be going after I finish work and I want to go have a coffee and unwind where are those spots for me who are the people that I'm gonna call up and of course this is a process that won't end you know it's gonna keep going for a long time and there's people that I've met here who have been here for like five, ten years and who still do those things, of course. But, you know, you start to slow down. And it's something that I learned from my last relocation. When I went to England, I didn't do that. I was so focused on, you know, the, my university, my, my classes, making sure that I'm on top of my classes, making sure that I'm staying within budget, which are all very, very important things. But don't forget that meeting new people and building connections and friendships are can be equally as important. So now I just want to look back at episodes one and two. I would say that the advice that I shared was it worked out for me. It was good advice. Um, I followed it. Whatever I, I shared with you was, you know, I wasn't just talking the talk I, I really followed through on those things and I would say it worked out for me but if I had to look back and you know give some maybe feedback or criticism I think I would just highlight even more how important it is to have a contingency plan a contingency plan and a contingency budget you don't want to end up in a situation where you don't have a pack backup plan or you don't have spare budget put aside because it's really going to add so much stress on top of the stress that you already have for making this big move and in addition to that I would want to emphasize how important it is to reach out to people to local 
uh, to local people, to locals and expats that live in country. Because like I said, Google will only take you so far. If it wasn't for the advice that I've received from the locals, there's a lot of things that could have gone wrong for me. There's a lot of things that unfortunately Google um, advised me on that were wrong. And so having both the perspective of your Google searches and the perspective of the actual people that live here, I was able to be a lot more prepared. And yeah, I'm really grateful to those people. And I would say that even once I arrived, the new people that I met, so, you know, if you don't have friends like I did before I came, that's okay. Once you get here and you start meeting people, you'll be pleasantly surprised how willing they are to help you, to help someone who's just moved, who's new, who, who you know, is looking for, well, is, is just looking for advice. So don't be afraid to ask for help. Don't be afraid to reach out. Don't think that you're the only one. Like I said, I've met people who are new to the country, so are in the same position as me, but I've also met people who have been here for five or 10 years and are still looking to meet new people, are still looking to make new friends, are still looking to explore and, and so on. So th there's a lot of people in your situation. You'll be surprised to see how many there are. So I would say that concludes this series for me. There's, you know, I could talk about my relocation forever. There's so much I could say, but I think the advice that I've shared in parts one and two, especially, and also today, I hope that will become, you know, I hope that you'll use that and that will be helpful for you. I guarantee you it will be helpful. It will make sure that you're a lot more prepared. So if you're someone who's thinking about relocation for the right reasons, I would say go for it. It's a great experience. Yes, it's stressful, but it, it works out. It's worked out for me. And if you're someone who's already going through relocation, I would say, look at the advice that I gave you to make sure that you're prepared for your big move. Thank you all for listening, and I will catch you on the next episode. Take care.